On March 30th, 2022, Joe Biden released a presidential proclamation for the so-called Transgender Day of Visibility. Have a listen to this. To everyone celebrating Transgender Day of Visibility, I want you to know that your president sees you. Jill, Kamala, Doug, our entire administration sees you for who you are, made in the image of God and deserving of dignity, respect, and support. We're going to unpack it on this episode of The John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So yes, it's true that each of us are made in the image and likeness of God. The concept of the image of God, or imago Dei, is central to the faith. However, the transgender movement proposes a completely different vision. It's, in fact, it's a complete destruction of the way God made us. Scripture clearly teaches, and this is the quote from where Biden is quoting, it's from Genesis 1.27. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Again, from the first book of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. So while commenting about gender-confused people being made in the image of God, the president conveniently leaves out the rest of the sentence in the scriptures where God made us male and female. There is no confusion about how many genders there are that God made. He is very clear. He made us in his image and he made us male and female. This same transgender movement tells our children to mutilate their beautiful God-given bodies and destroy who they are based on what they feel like at any given point in time. So surgeries that involve slicing off healthy breasts or male genitalia, removing testicles, they're regularly referred to as life-saving. Puberty blockers, which are, they're presented as essential health care, even though they actually cause irreversible injury. So warning bells sounded by physicians and researchers illustrating devastating long-term effects. They're written off as transphobic propaganda. So LifeSite blogger Jonathan Van Maren has written extensively about this at LifeSiteNews.com. Check out this link and more. But this scary graphic evidence that's being given to little children with step-by-step -step guidelines on how to alter their own bodies. The Doem Becher Children's Hospital. So this is a children's hospital. It's in Portland, Oregon. It's produced a detailed guide on tucking, as well as advice on where transgender products can be purchased. And it's aimed at children. This information directed at children on how to disguise themselves as the opposite gender. It's talking, and I, I hate to be so graphic about it, but, you know, this is what they're doing. If a boy is uncomfortable with his genitalia or is experiencing gender dysphoria, the advice here is to tuck in his male sex organ and his testicles between his legs and hide them rather than get comfortable in his own body. 
counseling that can help with that. And you know, such counseling is illegal in many states already. It is impossible. There is much more horrific information in this guide, and it's also replete with diagrams in which you can look at it for yourself. Some kids as young as 13 are even crowdfunding their hormone treatments and sex change surgeries. Children order binders or packers with credit cards and get them mailed in disguised envelopes after being told by transgender YouTube influencers that they've been watching without parental permission or knowledge. This information is unfortunately relevant to many parents who do not even realize that it's happening. Could there be a greater insult to Almighty God than to take the very body that He created for us and change it and make it something He didn't intend? He made us in His image and likeness. And to mutilate and destroy our bodies is unconscionable. This madness is being aimed specifically at our children, our young children, who are being groomed by LGBTQ activists, and it has entered our schools and our media. In Austin, Texas, a school teacher said that of the 32 fourth grade students in her class, now fourth grade is they're, they're like nine years old, 20 of them, she says, have come out to her as LGBTQIA+. According to a leaked internal school message, we find that information. So the Austin ISD, that's the Independent School District, was under fire last week after guidelines for pride community circles issued by Doss Elementary School were leaked, showing students as young as four years old, four years old, were instructed to keep their LGBT class discussions confidential from their parents. It, think about that. Four-year-old children told in school to keep their LGBT class discussions confidential from their parents. Earlier this month, a photo of a sign posted at Wisconsin High School went viral. It showed a mama bear surrounded by three cubs, one rainbow-colored, one striped like the transgender flag, and a third colored blue and shades of purple. And it read, and I quote, If your parents aren't accepting of your identity, I'm your mom now. And it's hashtag free mom hugs. Abigail Schreier examines how families have been ruptured by the transgender movement in detail in her book, Irreversible Damage, colon, the transgender craze seducing our daughters. Children are encouraged to reject their natural families in favor of these glitter families. These glitter families consist only of those who affirm every impulse of theirs. And the brainwashing is just about everywhere. You have certainly heard of the gingerbread man, I'm sure. But you may not have heard of the genderbred man, or pardon me, the genderbred person, of course. So if your children attend a public school anywhere in North America, they likely have heard of this genderbred person. It was a concept developed to sell gender ideology to little children. The genderbred person is a teaching tool to include and to inculcate kids into a worldview that tells them that they can choose whatever gender they want. And there are scores of options, of course, in that whatever gender they want. 
So that these genders are functionally irrelevant to their bodies? Well, and that both their gender and their body is irrelevant to their sexuality. This is what they're shown. This is what they're taught. And these are our children. It's being taught at very young ages in schools, not only in the United States, also in the United Kingdom, in Canada, in fact, most of the Western world. It's from the Royal Marines to the Civil Service, from Australia to the United States. In lockstep with the LGBTQ agenda, Pixar's new Toy Story, a spin-off from the film Lightyear, is set to feature a same-sex kissing scene. LifeSite reporter Calvin Freiberger reported earlier this week that any lingering doubts about Disney's social agenda were settled Tuesday with the release of leaked excerpts from a private all-hands meeting. You should watch it for yourself. Hear what they have to say. But then my experience was bafflingly the opposite of what I had heard. On my little pocket of, like, you know, proud family, Disney TVA, um, the showrunners were super welcoming, Meredith Roberts, and, like, the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to, like, my, like, not-at-all-secret-gay agenda. And so, like, I, I feel like I felt like it was, I mean, like, maybe it was that way in the past, but I guess, like, something must have happened in the last... Like, like they're turning it around, they're going hard. And then all that like momentum that I felt like that sense of, I don't have to be afraid to like, let's have these two characters kiss. Let's in the background, like I was just wherever I could just basically adding queerness to like, the, if you see anything queer in the show, I'm proud of them. But like, I, I just was like, no one would stop me. and no one would... Disney has also removed its ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, from Happily Ever After, pre-show announcement. Check this out. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dreamers of all ages. In just a few minutes, the Magic Kingdom invites you to enjoy our nighttime spectacular, Happily Ever After. Good evening, oh dreamers of all ages. In just a few minutes, the Magic Kingdom invites you to enjoy our nighttime spectacular, Happily Ever After. LGBTQ activists are using every avenue available to them to push this agenda down our children's throats. Know that pornography is one of their most powerful tools. Porn can induce children and teens to alternative sex acts. It can reshape their minds to find such acts arousing. It can entrench and exacerbate existing attractions or create new ones. A key reason we see the number on children and teens identifying as LGBT, we see the numbers skyrocketing. It's because they are introduced to these concepts as young children. Even at younger and younger ages, they're exposed to pornography. And porn is like a how-to manual for this. The LGBT movement and the porn industry are fundamentally allied. LGBT activists recognize that pornography is more than just sexually explicit content. It is sexual propaganda, and it is an incredibly effective destroyer of morals. When we write about homosexuality and the trans agenda that's poisoning society, especially corrupting our children, people often misunderstand and think that we're bigots because we're against people of the same sex indulging in sexual relations. You know what? Sodomy sexual acts between persons of the same sex are sinful. 
And it is one of the four sins that cry out to God for vengeance. And it's also contrary to natural law. We do not oppose just same-sex acts, however. We condemn every act that's outside the marital union. Every sexual act outside of marriage is sinful. And why do we do that? Because we actually realize that chastity and purity are crucial to our existence. We love these people, and we're the only ones with the courage to tell them that these behaviors are harmful for them. They're harmful for them in their bodies and in their minds, in, in their psyches, also in their souls. Jesus taught us in the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. We're not hating on those that promote homosexuality or just condemning all the horrifying things that you just heard about. We're actually more equality-minded in the sense that we don't want any kind of impurity corrupting our children, be it homosexual, heterosexual, or otherwise. St. John Bosco, the wonderful saint who spent his life on earth mentoring young boys and leading them on the way to virtue, said this, Holy purity, the queen of virtues, the angelic virtue, is a jewel so precious that those who possess it become like the angels of God in heaven, even though clothed in mortal flesh." End quote. So indeed, chastity is the queen of virtues, and it's a virtue we're all called to imbue if we want to see God and enjoy eternal bliss. Chastity and purity of heart are indeed extremely difficult virtues, especially in this world of ours, which is so plagued by promiscuity and lust. Our Lady of Fatima warned us that there were more souls that go to hell because of sins of the flesh than any other sin. So we know that the devil sees this as his most important tool to bring people to hell. So we must take this warning to heart and care not just for our own souls, but also that of our brothers and sisters, especially that of our children. Saint Gemma Galgani, a saint famous for her purity and chastity, was taught by her mother to kneel devoutly each and every day and pray the three Hail Marys to the Queen of Heaven in honor of her Immaculate Conception. In fact, a few days before her death, and remember, she was stabbed to death, basically, and, and she was stabbed and stabbed until she was dying. And as she was dying, of course, she forgave her attacker, but also, just before she died, just a few days before her death, she found, they found her kneeling um, and alone praying, although she, of course, had hardly any strength. And they, you know, she was taken by surprise by a visitor, and she found her kneeling, reciting her usual three Hail Marys for purity. So, I tell you this also because it's one of the things that my beloved dad told me about when I was young, praying the three Hail Marys for purity. In fact, he added it to the morning prayers. You know, your morning offering, oh my Jesus, through the sorrowful immaculate heart of Mary, offer thee this day, and so on. Add to that an Our Father and three Hail Marys. In between the Hail Marys, the invocation, O Mary conceived without sin, pray for us who have recourse to thee, which, by the way, is on the miraculous medal if you look at it closely. You should be wearing your miraculous medal because it, too, is a key to purity. But anyway, three Hail Marys, morning with your morning offering, and at night with your act of contrition. I encourage you to begin this devotion to the Immaculata for ourselves, also for your loved ones, 
Because unless we are pure in heart, we cannot see God. And that's what we want for everybody, because that's true love. And so this isn't about hating of any kind. It's not about discrimination. It's about loving and being courageous enough to offer the truth on all these harmful practices to all of our brothers and sisters. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. And may God bless you.